0: All right, you ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you you're showing us how you'd give head on that bottle?
1: Oh, yes, right, because Nikki or Donna <laughs> dared me too. <laughs> how weird. What a weird part of visual history, but Madonna's smart. <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: Oh, uh, uh. Avion. Well, Ma- Donna was the only one that gave both a truth and a dare in that movie. Oh, that's no funny. one else gave both. Hmm. Job security? No,
1: but she gets, I
0: think they, get, <laughs> they basically get, get can't. That's why it. she was kept beyond, yes. you know, drama. No, order. Nikki. <laughs> oh my All right, God. here we go. Ready? Ready. In three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Madonna Get Together. I am your host, Wayne. Today, we are going to discuss something to remember that we all know has been a Madonna tour illusion over the years, but I don't care. I am, of course, talking about background screens. There's been quite an evolution, and here to join me is Beauregard von Hoffman of the Von Hoffman Picture Company, who has had showings all across Europe and the United States, and a very special showing to Madonna's team when he got the chance to propose a background screen for the Madame X show. More on that aesthetic process later. Beauregard loves history, particularly art and cinema, loves to journal much like our queen he also loves yoga also much like our queen at least maybe she still does i don't know <laughs> um and loves to travel you'll need to tell me if you've ever kissed someone in paris or made love on a train across the country Beauregard is calling us all the way from hollywood how could it hurt you when it looks so good california please welcome Beauregard. how are you doing great how are you wayne good how are things in Hollywood? Oh, it it's
1: every day's a Saturday till payday here. It's <laughs> great weather. Um, we've been doing a lot of uh downward dogs this morning as I just got out of my 630 yoga class.
0: And I feel very aligned and
1: ready to justify
0: your love. Awesome. So to answer that question, you ever kiss someone in Paris? Yes. Make love on a train, across the country. Which country? <laughs> no train sex it's actually dirty (laughs) on trains and airplanes I don't know why people do it
1: yeah no that's not as romantic as you
0: think if you really did brass tacks about that right (laughs) (laughs) well it's great to have you on the show Um, I'd love to hear your Madonna journey like when when did it all start when when were you a Madonna virgin what were you exposed to what did you know about her and when what made you Say you know what, she's the one for me.
1: Well, I went to school for theater directing. Um, I would be in the early nineties, from ninety-two to ninety-four. I was in a magnet school, actually a great high school, uh, named Douglas Anderson School of the Arts, out of none other than Jacksonville, Florida. Um, it was a lot of great professors uh, brought in from other countries, brought in from other you know you know circles of concentration when it came to art. I was in performance slash directing. Mode specifically to gain college credit. During one of my staging sessions, I had uh, my friend Jeremy Sagers, who's an amazing director, still on the East Coast, uh, bring up the bedtime story video by Mark Romanek. And he had mentioned that this is something you want to sit down for. This is cinema. This is something that's very you. And because I always liked melodrama and and future romanticism and things that were definitely off the page in a more symbolic, Mm -hmm. esoteric level. It spoke to me. It was freeze frameable. I would basically stop what I was doing to analyze it. And I would draw the images um, with watercolor, or I would, you know, do something, because it was very specific to, you know, what I wanted to do, which is symbolism. And all of the artists that she was referencing, I was already studying, because before directing school, I was an acrylic painter and a watercolor artist. Uh, and I still take turns with those arts. But this was be what it was. It was 1994. Um, it would have been the Bedtime Stories album. I'm a Right Side Up fan. Um, Ooh, I know. That's,
0: that's very controversial. I know,
1: Dimashalier. Uh So I would study his work. I studied the inserts and I realized, wait, the song Deeper and Deeper is also by her and Vogue. And so I continued to go back. I call it the pedestal of Madonna. So if she's a statue, I'm starting at 1994. So I had to go all the way back to everybody, yeah. Danceteria. Christopher Flynn, Rochester Adams High School. I had to learn about the artist. As right. I do not come to this microphone as a fan, I come to this microphone as studying a modern artist that we're lucky enough to still have alive, like a Picasso or Dali or a, you know George Cukor in MGM history or a Lucille Ball for television history. To me, Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccione is always going to be a modern artist that's worth of studying. Um, By the end of 94 into 95, there was the first official uh, look change, which Mm -hmm. by the end of 95 would have been your cornrows for human nature. And to put that aesthetic so close to your bedtime story era, I'm like, she's changing images way faster than she would have, let's say, into Open Your Heart um, or your like a prayer into Vogue. So with the speeding up of reinvention, which you would no, not really admit to it during those eras, was what spoke to me.
0: Going back to bedtime story, mm-hmm. what what specifically about that like called to you? Uh, I know that you mentioned some of the artists that you mm-hmm. were sort of studying at the time and noticing that, but what made you say, okay, she's doing something really interesting here. Like, was there any, any specific point in the video or is it just like overall you were just like, okay, I'm okay. understanding who this artist is right now?
1: For me, it was the bedtime story exit of it. So when she has the long hair going down the hallway with the children that are mirrored on both sides of her yes. reacting, it would be her coming, um, coming to from her, um, from her unconscious honey trip I love the long hair. I love that uh, almost slightly orgasmic in nature, esoterically um, romantic in nature. Long-haired Madonna is incredible. Um, Also, doves coming out of a pregnant giant. Come on. What's not to love about that? (laughs) I love a good dove release, but if it comes out of a gigantic, a pre-Raphaelite-looking woman with blonde tendrils, I'm there for it. Uh, Also, we're in the... We're in the water submerged with more surrealism. We are in a cube with jet black bangs and an audience and forward a uh, foreground silhouette staring at this oval of a screen. All of it was so freeze framable. Um, yeah. also brunette Madonna is a very important thing because we don't really get that as much. Even now, right. we don't really get a solid Italiano, you know, looking you know, Detroiter, <laughs> we've always yeah. had an esoteric blonde um, or ethereal version of her that's powerful, but the grounding of her being brunette was, was great within that same video.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, going into background screens, tell me your evolution of the work that you do and how you've gotten into sort of um, what would be perceived as a background screen artist or um, a visual artist. Well, I've been happy that.
1: to be I've been happy to be hired since two thousand four five and create my business then, where you basically take an artist's needs and time out what they need to do with their quick change in the back, and sometimes it doesn't need to be a quick change. It could be a solid seven or eight or ten minutes, as instruments have to be retuned mm-hmm. um, to create a screen or something that forwards the plot of the live experience. Um, And I play with those parameters. And I generally speaking, because I come from graphic design and newspaper specifically, um, I'm able to take the note, do the adjustment and deliver. So it would be a, I'd say it's called passes. So how many times you pass it back and forth between the artists, I'd say it's about within three passes. I usually nail it. Um, But once again, you know, you can't be emotionally connected to the the visual arts when it comes to that. It's their work. They're hiring you. Um, Right. In Athens, Greece specifically, they gave me carte blanche. They're like, this is clockwork orange, go crazy. We need this to be playing during the intermission for everyone to smoke. We need this to be playing at the end, but without rolling credits. And we want this to be a billboard on the side of our theater around the entire building. So it's gonna be a wrapped theater experience. And I'm like, yes, please. In the birthplace of theater, yes, please. (laughs) <laughs> so it ultimately became, in, in the case of Clockwork Orange in Athens, it was all about milk, you know. Uh, it was all about that whole, you know, mother's milk themes within, you know, that theme with a slight amount of orange. And that's on the site too. Uh, other other screens were very short. Some were posters. And we still have the Josephine, uh, a Josephine one-woman show about Josephine Baker that's been touring. I think they're in Montreal today. Um, but I shot that back in sixteen. And we're currently in 23, and that's, so my art is still running in some capacity there. And I've just, it's been joyous to be recommended to other artists to say, hey, just use von Hoffman. He's fun to work with. He'll get it done. So, um, that's but awesome. like, a, like a Madonna screen, it forwards the motion. And I think if anything, this helped me anchor my my journey with it. So I'm happy.
0: Cool. Well, let's get into the evolution of Madonna using background screens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we talked about this a little bit before we decided to record the show because we just kind of wanted to get our ducks in a row. Um, so we, we talked about uh, the Virgin tour. So that is the very first start of her using sort of a background screen. It's something we get at the very beginning, but we don't see it on the officially released version. It's literally just like, a slideshow uh, at the top of the screen. And I don't know if it's used uh, throughout the show and they just don't, they just didn't film it or, um, but, but it's essentially just some, I, I believe it's Herbert's shot photos that just kind of like flash up on a screen during the kind of like intro into dress you up. And then for who's that girl, we have the Papa don't preach where it's all Reagan and the Pope Uh, And newspaper clippings about uh, Madonna's shameful, quote-unquote, using quote fingers, um, shameful playboy pictures. Um, And then she used it, uh, was was it causing a commotion? Or where's the party? Where it was like a pre-recorded video where she's looking into a camera on the stage. But you know it was filmed at a different time. Which one? Which song was that? Was that causing a commotion? I think or it's causing a commotion, and as, okay. as it goes
1: between two different songs, yeah. Um, you also have "Open Your Heart" with some of the images from Tamara Lampica. Oh yes. Um, yes, They have, and those are just once again slideshow style. Um, sh- within that tour, that is your first time she gets governmental controversial with Reagan. You know, yes, that's actually a formula that would later on appear all the way to your current. Um, Madam X. Mm-hmm. So she will always go a little presidential to push yeah. the buttons or tell us to wake up. It's always been something that we've, we're used to in the audience. And I do, you know, we, we do build off of that, but it's the same exact part of that formula that starts in that tour.
0: Right. Um, and then we got a break from, you know, background screens or at least projected background screens during uh, Blonde Ambition and Girly Show. I don't think there's any... Kind of projection or background videos or screens. It's it's literally just either backdrops or curtains. right? There is
1: <laughs> in in girly show we do have an interlude with the dancers for Beast Within mix, mm-hmm. but yes. we do not we don't have screens associated with it. So it's right. a, it's going to, we're going to be using that once again for a scene and or costume change, but it's not going to be screen screen worthy, but it will be interlude worthy.
0: Yes, and we will get a background screen for. Beast Within later on during the Reinvention Tour. But before we get there, let's go to the tour that happened eight years after the Girly Show, which is Drowned World Tour. And that was really our big introduction into Madonna heavily using background screens. What are your thoughts on her use and what are like your favorite ones?
1: Well, honestly, the very first time we ever get a beginning to end would be Paradise Not For Me by director Dago Gonzalez. This man is very lucky and his team is very lucky to have shot her paying homage to your geisha era mm-hmm. as in a different twist. You have to be at the concert to get this video because I remember after that video with her walking with several assistants, with her um, putting on makeup, with yes. her... The, the footage reversing ever so slightly and then pushing forward at a faster speed, in directing that's referred to. It's a very general phrase. It's called alienation. So anytime that an, are, are the audience is going in one direction, then brought for whatever reason out of that out of that pacing mm-hmm. into something else, it's alienating them from the current timeline. Mm. Later on in reinvention, it gets glitchy. So a problem with the machine, like a, a repetitive thing. Where with paradise, not for me, we go forward, then we speed them up to the hallway. Um, or that nature. Then we have our whole bruised version of a geisha. Then we have a geisha that releases black ink out into the audience from her mouth. Right. But then later on, we have a, a a geisha that opens up her mouth and it's a ton of light. So we have this dog has been given carte blanche and if anything that inspires me, I'm like, well, if you can push the narrative so fast and hard. That Madonna approves it, then I'm game. So that those kind of screens, when they're approved for things, things like John World*, I'm like, were messages directly to my spirit." Um, yeah. Also, extremely good makeup. You know, the cool concept of her smiling. She's with Guy Ritchie, so there's that whole brutality is romance, romance is beauty. Whatever she wants us to see, it's up for our interpretation, and it's very, yeah. very clean.
0: And that's where she gets like beat up, mm-hmm. and she has the blood mustache. Yes, and a good good wipe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely say that's also kind of like my favorite use of video footage because it stayed on theme throughout that whole section. Um, And I think the demand was so high from fans that she eventually released Paradise Not for Me as an official video. Mm. So that like it's literally as part of her lexicon of videos. It's not on any video collection that has been released officially, but on YouTube it has been made like an official video by her, yes. which I think is it really speaks to the the volume of how important that piece is to fans.
1: And lucky lucky director too, the artist um, Mr. Gonzalez who was chosen for that, he's, I mean, he got to make, make the lexicon because he went mm-hmm. all out for the concert and it it was a very good button to that because we're just coming out of you know impressive impressive instant all all of that beginning top of show, yes. The challenge about curating something like a, a drowned world is we've been waiting too long. Like we've been waiting after we had need all of bedtime stories represented, all of Vita somehow referenced, which is this yes. very bizarre thing, in her whole history is that we have this, you know, this incredible voice, and then that incredible voice is used on her own terms for a Ray of Light. And then we have Mm. these like one ofs. So we'll have your um, the spy who shagged me. (laughs) So we have to like incorporate all that into one concert. I think she did a great job
0: and the entire team. Absolutely, Mm absolutely. One of the things I wanted to call out too, because we talked about this, is the the use of previous videos that she does for music. Yes. So I know she she did some of that too when she did kind of promotional appearances, like on award shows or the the gigs she did. at uh, Roseland and uh, in the UK, I forget which location it was there, but I think the, the music one is kind of like an important one to talk about because she self references previous looks of her, even though mm-hmm. she has talked about how she does not like to see her old self. Right. Um, it was very uh, kind of fun just to see that be used in that way.
1: Well, back then, She does. I mean, we want her to admit it because we love like a prayer and that it smells like patchouli. And we're memorizing Mark Romanic's information so that I can work with him one day. And we are looking back at David Fincher's Oh Father. Mm -hmm. Like We are studying these images. We want burning up. But the idea is she's like, I am, what was it? I'm molting. I'm removing old skin. But at the end of this and the end of Drowned World, we do have music as a montage, which wasn't really a thing before that. We've had fans make montages for sure, mm-hmm. but we had never had a Madonna funded and you know crafted version of that. Um, also in this concert, we have our first, I remember the article, I, I saw this in Miami. The article was about objectification and violence. Drown World's full of violence. And, and they talked about one point about this monster chasing this girl. And it turns out to be, it's what's the, what it feels like for a girl. Right. Segment yeah. where this um, amazing Japanese plot, if you watch this, you you don't really, you can't really grasp it. It's going at such a high speed where either a monster or a pop artist or one of one two schoolgirls, an aquarium is known to be broken open, many tentacles come around this woman. <laughs> There's flashes of all sorts of genitalia. Right. But then yeah. at the end, it's just a film shoot. And she's totally yes. given consent. So it's a very odd thing that the news would grab on, especially Southern Florida news. They're Like, oh, it's objectified in violence. Don't see this show. I'm like, I I'm got go my ticket. <laughs> I'm definitely going, <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, so. Well, as Madonna would say, it's a very, it's a juxtaposition. juxtaposition. It's a juxtaposition yes. to, to show that kind of footage, but then let you know that and let you in on the the kind of let you in on the joke, so to speak.
1: Good. I think it's the first time that she's not, not not the first time, but it's nice to know that she's not taking herself so seriously um, when it comes to having her old looks referenced, you know, she right. wouldn't even, yeah. she would criticize things like every, especially like material girl was famous for being, you know, made fun of. And like later on, you know, you have this <clears throat> great shoot by um, Weed and um, Matalindin. I think I'm annihilating that word, but it's the uh, spin magazine of the late nineties where, it's multiple, you know, overlays and it says, yes. can mommy have her props now? <laughs> and then it says, I'm no longer a material girl. I'm a maternal girl and mother earth. It's like, well, you're just 40. So <laughs> you still got some ways to be mother earth. But you're not Maya Angelou yet, <laughs> but I hope you get a Grammy. <laughs> you know? And she did. A Lots, <laughs> lots of them. So strange, he performs at that award show and then wins as soon as she gets off stage. Like, right. Comes back.
0: Yeah, I think they, they like to plan it that way. Yeah. They like to, like, okay, if they're going to win, having them perform right yes. before. Yeah, you got to earn it. <laughs> um, Well, as we move through Drown World Tour, we get to Reinvention Tour, mm-hmm. which for me, I feel like the background screen usage not only became more prominent and more, um, I hate to use the word more reliant on them, but they became more because they were prominent. It it feels like it was being relied on. I feel like the performance could have happened without them and I'd still enjoy the show, but Mm -hmm. the use of it and it it became such like an elevated use of them, especially with the whole Stephen Klein shoot Mm -hmm. with just opening the show with an interlude, which, which, hasn't been done previously. It was more of um, gearing up for Madonna to come on stage. This was, I'm going to show you basically a performance, uh, an art installation performance, and then I'm going to come on stage. But I'm going to come on the stage very subtly. But I'm going to have these background screens that you don't, uh, that was my thing when I was watching Vogue, and we'll go back and we'll talk about Beast Within, but watching Vogue, it was like, I don't know where to look because there's so much happening. There's screens in the front, screens in the back. There's her on stage. It's like, where does my head go? Which I think is good because it it keeps you in that kind of element where it's like you want to watch the performance over and over again so you can see, what did I miss the last time I watched it? One of the reasons I think is that she's giving us access. If
1: you could not make the Lower Manhattan Exodus Process by Stephen Klein show, which I tried to go to, um, and the book, the book is like biblical, mm-hmm. it's so so yeah. hard to get. Um, but she now says, let's just watch my version of it, all of the screens in this, and it's the first time we really have moving screens. So yes. the screens mm-hmm. are expanding on a hallucinogenic level and a very almost uh, science level yeah. or, or formulaics, which is allowing all seats to see a wedding dress mm-hmm. burn, a fox eat something. a a fetal position Madonna in a mattressless bed with bobby pins go blipping in and out because this is when we're getting more glitchy you know there's a problem with the machine there's something grittier there's you know it's it's you're going of course futurism but you're going dirty futurism versus clean futurism and you're setting it to justify my love beast within which we all know the words to I think even I gave a monologue once in an acting class. of beast with them. they were like, "How'd you memorize the Bible?" I'm like, "My little saint, Madonna." <laughs> this is some dame from Detroit, Michigan, base city, Michigan. Yeah, thank you for teaching us Revelations, Madonna. Um, but you know, lucky—not lucky—but Stephen Klein wins because this is an artist where 12 years before you have your Herb Ritz world of cherish. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a here's a camera, make it work. Or a, you know, a David Fincher, or a, you know, your original um, Melly McDaniel's. Like you have these certain directors in her arc that continue to just be at the right time. ways. <laughs> oh, Mihhoyes. <laughs> 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 uh You know, we travel <laughs> like William Orbit travels from your original "I'll Remember" remixes of the early '90s yes. all the way through "Ray of Light" and into like into the "Spy Who Shagged Me." So we get a long arc with some of these artists and but Stephen Klein has actually been one of the longest all the way till nowadays um, Yeah, Stephen Klein. So he gets very um, lucky. And then of course, her referencing for the first time ever, calling her tour reinvention tour, because when I read about it, it was originally called the Whore of Babylon tour.
0: I remember that, yeah. Right.
1: So she's honoring the fact that she's reinvented herself. And in this case with Vogue, she's deconstructing it with Stephen you know and you know all the all the creative team your 1990 french aristocracy of marie antoinette but now we're in parts mm-hmm. you know we're wearing parts of the corset and it's very smart
0: it's almost like a another universe of it an alternate universe of that performance um where it's like it's almost like we get to see her without the big dress on and we see her just in the corset under like that's what we imagine she might be wearing underneath so it was um, that performance is, is very significant for me just because also it's very bright too. So Madonna, I feel like, tends to wear a lot of darker costumes, uh, especially coming off of Drawn World Tour, um, where this one she was wearing light gold or, or lavender yeah. corset, um, depending on which show you saw. But the background screens, you know, they all have this pink hue to them. And it's, and even when she does have, there's another scene in there with her, with dark hair, a dark wig, and a very tight, like, um, 1950s sort of, like, dress on. Uh, and even the hallway she's in is kind of, like, this, this turquoise or, like, a green, minty hallway. But, like, everything is very bright, too. It doesn't feel very dark. Where Beast Within was sort of, like, the darkness and Vogue was her coming into the light. And there's, we end up going dark again with Frozen and nobody knows me, but that was just more of, I think that helps with visually the excitement too, because we can see everything and we can see her. It's not like she's coming in under one spotlight. We see everything. We see the dancers. We see um, her performance in these background screens that are just, you know, making our eyes go in multiple places. We can't, our eyes can't sit, our eyes can't sit still and neither can we like in this venue i think it's important i like the idea of a spinning hallway the replacement
1: of art Mm -hmm. as we're turning down a hallway then we have this as you mentioned this gibson girl brunette version a tattered you know farm housewife of the 1800s hair but meets this like you said mid-century dress i love that It's not even really necessary, but I like that we got that as fans. And Stephen Klein, once again, given carte blanche because she trusts him. Um, We have her also back in the French part with her, you know, bouffant, her wig, in her chaise lounge. Um, All those promotional, the whole program was one of the most beautiful ones she'd ever had. uh, Because you had all these different different characters within that, that were actually shown in those screens. Your feudal position version of her with the blonde hair and bobby pins. You have the Gibson girl in the hallway. Uh, then she, as we were talking about the other day, she's taking off eyelashes, putting them back on, putting film yes, strips in her mouth.
0: the film strip. I know. Pulling it out, letting it back in. The hand movement on the chaise where it yeah. just goes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she actually
1: does do like a, a grind at one point. If you watch yes, the footage. I She's like wearing
0: the, the brown hair where it goes because it matches the music because it's... And then she's just doing this. But it's the technique that's used with the editing that does that. It's not like she's doing that the whole time. It's like they're using tricks to editing to match the movement of what she's doing in the, this background video with the music that's happening on stage. And I just, you just, for me, it's like, when I see that, I'm like, this is an artist. Why aren't people understanding this is performance art?
1: Absolutely. And she is, we have the benefit of having, I'm going to tell you a secret, the film that's showing us the entire journey. And she's very calm. That was the interesting thing about that film when they the way it's edited is that she just grounded. She's on the you know her pinnacle of her Kabbalah studies, and she's like, "I'm not nervous tonight. My rabbi said these are not people; they are just light." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's one way of looking at it." <laughs> I still have stage fright. Even doing the arc to come up the the yoga arc, the bridge, yeah. and then crawl with it. it, like. <laughs> but. You know what, if she if it calms her down and makes her bold and confident, that inspires people. You know, once you know what you're doing live, you can be confident and com- it can exactly. ground you. And she's grounded in that performance on a high res yep. level. So.
0: Yeah. Um, in the next section of this is, uh, I just wanted to point out like American Life, mm-hmm. because we know that the at the time the video had gotten canceled. Um, And there may have been some leaks here and there. Uh, I I, I can't recall if the video leak happened before or after the tour, Mm. but I do recall um, this was some people's first introduction into what some of the footage that was not used uh, within the video. So it was an opportunity for us to kind of like, again, our eyes want to always look at Madonna while she's on stage, but we can't help be distracted by what's happening in the background uh video footage because it's like oh my gosh i haven't seen this before but i also haven't seen madonna perform the song live like this before so where do my eyes go um which i thought was like a i always feel like she always gives us some easter eggs or some some treats on tour and for me this was one of them yeah it's
1: one of those things about getting access you know we were given access to this video that was banned you know before you could videotape it or burn it to a Mm cd-rom It was off, you could not access it. Um, I believe I paid, I think, $80 for a burnt copy of it. And it was not the full one from the concert. There would be, I think, like screens in it that said, because I was, of course, freeze framing everything and basically studying off the lensing. I was studying off, I mean, come on, I I would always pause the video and and match it up or when I was hired for something, I would try to like throw that in there. Um, And it's so well done. Because you have that compared to your wonderful world of, uh, you know, Burning Up is also performed around then with the banks of TV and static. So we're going to go, since we're in this war zone, let's use it for some guitar-based anything. And I love that. What are some other background screens from this tour that stand out to you? Tarot cards being disassembled in the background of the Hollywood interlude. As we have our superstar cloud as a break dancer or a jester or fool. Um, we go into Bollywood dancing, which was amazing. Um, then you have your Cab Calloway uh, tap dancing. You have a skateboard artist. I believe someone has poi flinging fire around, but all of this, yeah. once again, a large extension, a great screen with great actors and performers in front of it. Uh, the actual tarot itself is referred to as Rider weight, The Rider weight or Rider Dash weight with an E is the quintessential tarot card visual. So it's your turn of the century. Um, it would have been when Ouija boards were trending in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that look. So the idea of yeah. seeing every single card go up, even the devil. So if you watch one part of it with the is there's actually a full-on Lucifer in the back, and then it quickly becomes like Bunch of bunch of you know grain, <laughs> or it becomes like a sun or a moon. It's like, but like, yeah. did I just see the devil real quick? Like, <laughs> if anything, it means eyes on the page because if someone's looking around and like, where's Madonna? It doesn't matter. They see, you know, Lucifer come <laughs> They're like, wait, we gotta stay. So she's smart with keeping eyes on the page, aka us in yes. our seats or at least within the arena. Um, we also would have the amazing <clears throat> bedtime story, bedtime yeah. story interlude screen was phenomenal
0: it's essentially a second video to the song
1: Mm -hmm. and it's from the beginning
0: to the end yeah with the white horses running the photocopier Mm -hmm. the um the mirror image of her tapping on the screen like the those are just things that stand out and again you're just when you're in the audience you're just mesmerized by what's happening and you know that there are dancers on stage, um, but the fact that we can't take our eyes off those screens because she looks phenomenal, phenomenal. in it. Um, she looks, the costume she's wearing is very, uh, for me, was very reminiscent, is sort of like a, a premonition of what we would get for Confessions Tour, where it seemed like that kind of outfit, like she wore in Sorry, the Sorry video. Um, but I don't know. I just, every time I see like a background screen that she's doing, it takes me into this other world and I'm there. Like my blinders are on like, you know, kind of like a horse, uh, my blinders are on and that's all I see. So I probably can't tell you what the background dancers are doing. I think they were like swinging on like trapeze things, but, um, my focus has been and will continue to be on the background screen.
1: Absolutely, we have this great reflection of fluorescent tubes in both the eye of Madonna and a horse yes. being interchanged. We have her being in a very, very large scanner and/or photocopier, um, but the the rotation of the camera around it is a full day setup. You don't just get yeah. Madonna standing to copy. That is a an eight hour day just to get that shot right. Um, then we have a beneath glass, and they're all edited so beautifully with a horse with sheets, and I like that she looks fit. Remember, Madonna was always known mm-hmm. for her body for years and years and years and years, and she's you know in her mid forties during this tour, and she looks supreme, like a die another day version of Madonna. Yes, you yep. know the or of course like the beginning of reinvention where she's in full yoga arc as a calm entry state to a concert. Right. I like that. Um, and we always will get this pow of her entrance. Like, I think the ultimate pow entrance would be Dita in Girly show. She's completely mm-hmm. ready with the riding crop. But later on, in Confessions, she's with a riding crop again, but in a much tighter, different equestrian British take on it. Um, with, with the bedtime story video, though, you have on the screen, you have these suspended dancers on trapezes, and they are doing incredible isolation, that if you were in the audience, you would see that as a silhouette and they're swinging in unison across this awesome version of Madonna during Bedtime Story. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes.
0: I love it. Um, Anything else that stands out to you from this tour? Any background screens?
1: Well, this tour basically becomes more and more, um, I would say that this tour, the Reinvention tour will be the most well-defined segments that, we're, that we are getting going to be used to in the coming tours. You start off with the deconstruction of, of France. You go through a world... Of harder guitar, but at the end, we're in kilts, wearing a shirt that says "Kabbalas Do It Better," (laughs) and we're singing "Crazy for You" live. Which, like "A Burning Up," it's nice to have her reference within the same vocal range uh, of "Crazy for You," which was emotional for me because she came down one of her um, one of her gangways or one of her runways and sang this uh, as this as this cage or this you know basic. um, it floated her across or up. I remember and down on a yeah, hydraulic yeah. level. Um, Crazy for You sung live all the way through by Madonna is exactly what I would like uh, in the confe- uh, in the celebration tour coming up.
0: But also important to know important to note that I don't believe there was any background screens used. There weren't. So, you know, power of Madonna. That's correct. Of being able to captivate people with or without. A background screen.
1: That's correct because it's stripped down. We start so image heavy and so dense mm-hmm. in the beginning. The idea that's just her and her voice and a long kilt. Um, it's it's great art, and it was worth every penny because you get this access to her her changing right. with reinventing herself
0: within this tour. If you you could say that. Uh, so I know we have about one, two, three, four more tours to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's jump to Confessions Tour. And I mean, for me, it's I mean, it's got to be the opening. Another Stephen Klein photo shoot, uh, filmed to create this masterpiece. What I think is her best opening of any tour. Um, it, there's such the build up. Uh, there's such the hype. There's the background screens getting you geared up for what's just about to happen, and then, boom, she's there, and you get to see everything.
1: Yes, I think that when you see this disco ball come down or that the disco ball is even involved, it's like, isn't Confessions on a dance floor a disco? Like, we're going to go into seven. Out of nowhere, it's equestrian. She's letting letting us know that Future Lovers is about, you know, getting the reins on all of your dancers with mouth bits in their mouth. Also, Mm -hmm. she had recently fallen off the horse. Remember, she had also healed from that horse. So getting back on the horse. And as we go into uh, the song, Like a Virgin... We have full on x-rays and yes. jockeys being thrown off of their horses and we're getting back on the saddle and we're going to go on the saddle. It's as on message as it is or as as lightly, you know, basic as it might be. It's performed on such a level. You're just going to go with her because she's nailing it. She's nailing the transition out of the first song into the second song. We're going to go directly into more equestrian things because she says so. you know and i'm I'm like okay it's so well produced she has confidence let's be confident like her and trust it you know
0: yeah yeah uh one of the other background videos that that stand out to me on this tour is the uh music inferno music inferno Mm -hmm. there's so again there's so much happening on stage um but in this tour i would say I'm less paying attention to the screens where they become more of, they become more of the backdrop for me in this tour, uh, with exception of the opening. Um, And of course, like some of the interludes, but for this one in particular, I think, I think it did a good job of supporting her as a backdrop in music Inferno and not so much. Do I look at the screens or do I watch her? So I, I love that they used kind of the, the, Tina Turner red dress Madonna that she's wearing and she's kind of it's it's uh, I don't know what the word is like staccato where it's just like poses different poses like like a flip book um, that's playing on the screen but then there's also kind of like the disco lights just flashing and shining all around uh, where I feel like it, it was a great visual to um, compliment her on the stage versus Okay, do I look up at the screen or or do I watch her?
1: Absolutely. There's also such a crescendo because you're building the stage with from jet blackness. It's a you know, we're on the radio channel, we're going between everything from erotica to borderline, and it's once again curated on a more muscular level than ever before. This montage Mm -hmm. is Madonna Greenlit, but Madonna Greenlit on a more I mean it's it's its own entity. And we're going to go from base zero in silence or darkness into loading the entire stage up with every dancer available. And then right. she's not in roller skates <laughs> with the other dance, <laughs> with other, her other counterparts, um, dressed like Saturday night fever. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then under all that is going to be an erotica <laughs> performance, leotard.
0: <laughs> so yes. we're
1: going to morph from that extreme um, frenzy into a, a romantic version of erotica which is so right. special. So she brings the house up and then takes it where she wants it to be. Also from that tour, we would have the um, the background for Get Together. Um, I met actually, and I became friends with Avidiva, who was the editor for that back screen. And he would always be someone that I would you know communicate with and show him my work. And uh, he did that piece that was a hallucinogenic piece of Stephen Klein's work with her in that Salmon Versace dress.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
1: specifically playing homage to um, ann Margaret's character in The Who, so um, Pinball Wizard era of this. Yes. So it's um it's a very very special kaleidoscope, and she's very spot on with her
0: glamour in that. Did did he also do the the other look? That's that's Tina Turner from Pin, Pinball yes. Wizard too. Yes. Did he also do that one too?
1: Yes, he did the. Um, it was. I think it's called the the heavy red sequin dress. They call it in rehearsal yeah. because apparently that dress would have ultimately made it to performance, but it was just used for photo shoots uh, specifically because it was so heavy. So heavy, yeah, like oh, chain wow. mail. They said. Um, also, that's your your amazing album shoot. You know, everything from confessions from the disco ball to the 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 you know the dance shoe to her in red with the leotard, um, right? So that goes back to your original, you know, original
0: portfolio for that album. Well, should we move on to Sticky and Sweet? Let's do it. And I'm going to let you be more of the resident expert on this one because I have only watched this tour like once. Okay. So I am not as familiar. I have I did go onto YouTube and I watched some of the background screens and I'm like, okay, these are... The, the background screens that I did watch, aside from the Die Another Day interlude video, um, I feel like, again, are, are more... Complementary to what she would be like on stage, where it's less her and more just images in the background of her. Well, what sticky... are what are some of your favorites, and what are your thoughts on well, the background st- screen usage?
1: Sticky and sweet is would have to be the the largest color shift in any concert. We're going to go from very bright peppermints and pepto bismol and magentas all the way through a ton of color. You get to the whole end of the groove segment, and then. You, then you go all the way through to where she's wearing her actual dancers are wearing jet black cloaks, and she has mm. a bright, hot pink crucifix or two around her neck. But we strip the color basically from the very beginning, it goes, it goes, becomes frothy and sugary in the beginning, and it gets really colory, uh, every color, and then it strips down, which I think is a beautiful arc. Uh, with Sticky and Sweet, we are going full CGI now, so unlike film footage. Um, from previous, um, you know, edits from whether, Mm. uh, you know, confessions on a dance, you know, confessions cinema, we're going full on CGI, candy machine, peppermints being made, a factory, which is ultimately going to become, you know, candy shop as the intro song. Um, And we're talking about spinning olipops, CG, it's very Willy Wonka, going into full array of digital only CGI information. Um, later on, you're going to have, um, the rain here comes the rain again, your rhythmics meets Madonna seeing rain, entire avatar like world as rain drops. So that interlude will be a part of this tour as well. Uh, then you bring in good old Keith Herring, her great friend from the eighties for the end of the groove, double Dutch movement, um, yes. with the jump rope, all of that fun, but it's very, very primal and tribal and, and very much an homage to him. Uh, then you're going to have your um, music, The entire uh, music segment takes place in or out of a subway. The, all the dancers are presented in a motion subway that's being tagged with your early 80s. Right. This is also one of your first times that you really get into other, other female dancers around her. She'll have like four to six to eight, mm-hmm. like during Vogue, we're in all lingerie and it's all, basically it's uh, Quadruplet, you know, quad of, of good, extremely sharp dancers that complement her, but they're also individual um, talents within that um, arc. Uh, Die Another Day, as you had mentioned, this, you've got boxing, it's the ringmaster, chains, thrashing, sweat, on repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spanish lesson, this will become a thing where you see silhouettes. I believe this tour has a lot of traveling vector drawings. So you'll see words that are created at what at a certain depth where you didn't before. You Know, it's drawn across a person, you know, dancing. Uh, and then you have traveling screens, you have four minutes with Justin Timberlake. So we have these screens that are coming out, these mirrors that are with us. Human nature is performed where dancers are literally, yes, Brittany in and her elevator. Screen. So you got yes. Brittany, you got Justin, you got Kanye, Kanye, you got <laughs> Pharrell, Missy Elliott. <laughs> so is Missy he- in this one too? I think think so well but you got good friends (laughs) they all they all stack you got your you definitely have your kanye pharrell britney justin all perfectly curated on madonna's terms
0: nice um
1: yeah but get stupid you know this is a a whole segment that's called get stupid which would be everything once again just like your early um your um, that girl era where it's referencing wars and wake up and you know, time is now, and all of those, you know, Ayatollah, you know, yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere army bombs. So it's always going to be a part of a, a concert, will be a call to action, if you will.
0: Well, as we move on, we move on to the MDNA tour. Well, actually, before we get to the MDNA tour, because I know that um, you wanted to talk about this specifically the Super Bowl performance. Yes. So the use of background screens but essentially your background screens have to be on the ground so i don't know what they called ground ground screens <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know. but that's your that's your um that's your level of view is you're above where she's performing so you can't have a background screen on there you have to use the stage as the screen or um i don't even know if some of this was uh what we would see watching it on TV? Or is this something that everyone saw when they were in the stadium? But there's like different things that were used throughout the one that stands out to me is the football field, but it gets pulled away like a like a piece of fabric and breaks away there. That was really cool. And of course, like the Vogue showing all the images of um, all the the Hollywood Hollywood stars of yesteryear. Yes, I think the it's
1: perfect timing for Madonna to perform the Super Bowl. When she did that, this was a time of heavy tech. This was a, you know, they have only a certain amount of time between commercial breaks to set up this entire, basically stunt show, right. have her perform at her best. And she puts obstacles in, uh, in front of her that she didn't need to do, like climbing up multiple stands to get mm-hmm. to the top. That's really not necessary, but for the sake of Madonna, let's put it in our way and see if, See how I do, uh, and right. she, you know, so you know, rehearsal. Her skill is in that rehearsal and putting in the work. So, um, yes, from the very beginning, from her entrance with with the gentleman, um, all the way to the Vogue, the throbbing nature of the programming that makes mm-hmm. the stage cascade out to the very edges of the green, that morphs into music. The music segment, while we have these DJ um, spinning uh, the records, then you have the whole wonderful world of majorettes and <laughs> anything involved like it. Give me all your love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will all later on be used in the md a concert, but not in that format. We didn't have a 360 arena view of her. Right. We've never seen Madonna perform to two different audiences at once because she goes all the way up the stands and performs to us and turns around for a like a prayer. So this theater in the round Madonna, uh, mm-hmm. we would never get again. You know, we actually do play to all four corners of the audience and then take it all down real quick. Um, she mentioned she was nervous before that performance, but I think she nailed it. And she looked very, very, very beautiful. I think her makeup was so high res. Um, and I'm just proud of her as a fellow She Leo. looked very
0: energetic. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and later on we would see, you know, fragments of that in Vogue uh, for the MDMA. You know, we had the, basically in in the Vogue segment for MDMA, she is in this, mm-hmm. We. She enters in this like, glass turret, um, you know, sort of deco. So, as this tour continues to, you know, change, you have references to what that was. Um, in the beginning of MDA, I, I saw this actually in Paris on Bastille Day, and it was phenomenal because, unlike many of the other concerts I had been to, where I always know she goes on at 10 o'clock and anything before it's fine, um, she had her sound check. And then around two two thirty, it just opened the doors, and I go, "We can all go in." They didn't scan us really. They're like, "Hey, do you have a ticket?" Sure. And we ran to the front and basically wow. stayed there. I think she went on around like 9 o'clock. But I was there, and they started to, you know, assemble the digital screens, which were this amazing cathedral um, for the "Girl Got Wild," uh, um, mm-hmm. "Girl Girls Girl Gone Wild" uh, segment, where it changes from this epic gothic cathedral shatters and then becomes this song so we saw that as the people you know pre-entering them to actually like do the color tests on the set itself
0: oh cool. Really cool
1: yeah and then you have like this whole like gang the whole gangbang segment where we take the st- yes the entire stage has become this you know gothic cathedral that flashes and then it becomes this motel room
0: in this like small diorama oh. type a piece uh, you know, set essentially that just moves with her, which is very, is very new for Madonna to do, to use like an entire set piece like that. Like usually the sets are something that are part of the stage or encompasses as through the the length of the stage. And she uses the whole entire thing, but this is just set in this small little box Mm -hmm. and she just stays in there the entire time. And then of course in the background there, there's like the red and the splashes of blood and everything. And, um, I thought like that's a very clever use in order to perform the song the way that she wanted to. And it came across very Quentin Tarantino, which I Mm -hmm. think was her goal. Uh, But it was very, um, it's very different for her. Yeah. I mean, it's a trick too. The idea is how much attention can I get by
1: being the smallest thing in the room that has one Mm -hmm. spotlight on it. It, That is a, a, a great theater trope or a great trick where you can be like, Hey, look at just this part of, the performance. Well, definitely things are happening behind, but then you have this surprise of a blood splat that is 500 feet long in the background. So it's Tarantino should be proud. I know that she wanted him to direct that video if it were to be a video. So she kind of took it upon herself to Tarantino eyes it. Um, And the dancers always spot on. I mean, that's a whole other podcast is just talking about the dancers alone from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But these are stunt performers that out of nowhere will become tap dancers. Out of nowhere, they're you know, spinning you know, shotguns and then swords. Like, so these dancers really do, um, you know, earn their, earn their wage. Yeah. And they are so spot on every single content you would see of it. Um, Nobody knows me, you know, there's a great segment within this uh, show that has, you know, it's not only like a digital montage, but it's this extra um, a traveling based a graphic and it's a lot of, Animation being written on her face yes. while many things are going on, a lot of things are being crossed out live or
0: very political.
1: Yeah, but it it, it yeah. moves in a different way, in a CGI yes. sort of way, and I'm just proud of it because at the artists um are it's Tom Monroe and Darren Liu. Uh, you can see the making of Nobody Knows Me from this concert, the, all the B roll of her just shooting, and then all mm-hmm. the the headshot, and you see her taking or tolerating the direction she's being given (laughs) and you want to watch and you watch it and you've seen all these faces before but right when she gets she gets into the moment she does her deep breathing which is cool to see any performer do the moment before that's usually cut so she goes you know you're used to seeing a a cut an edited version of her confidence this is her like rolling her eyes on such an expensive (laughs) level and then going and then nailing it so yeah. I love watching that and that makes me feel great because she's doing her best to allow them to communicate with her, but she's just I don't know. It's 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 like watching it truth or dare all like in silence, but all within her. She's still that Madonna in yeah. there, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. She's gonna get her way regardless. Yeah, and
1: she's controls the
0: final edit. <laughs> Yeah, well, as long as she's not in the editing room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, Are there any other um video interludes that stick out to you? I, I think the only one that um, really stands out to me in addition to all these is the Justify My Love video interlude because it's the first time we've heard Justify My Love live. I mean, she didn't perform it live for this tour, but um, it's the first time she's referenced Justify My Love in a tour setting since the girly show um, which was, you know, would have been 20 years prior. So (laughs) crazy. Yeah. Well, I like that we get the whole song.
1: I like when Madonna doesn't necessarily do a month and she's actually been really great over the years. There might be an open your heart reference or heartbeat combined with that. Like there'll be slight references, but she's great about giving us the whole song. And this is a song that she didn't necessarily have to do the whole most of it about, um, but yeah, it's, she looks beautiful too. Let's not, re, let's not forget that Madonna is very, very beautiful. And yeah. she makes herself this, you know, she's I mean, if the whole goal is to get to Vogue. And we're going to enter Vogue with a full face mask. How do we do this? All right, let's be chased by a whole bunch of masked clowns into a boudoir where I lock myself in and find this magnifying glass. And then I, I'm going to put a little captain's hat on. Like the idea of... <laughs> Talking to her about these directions, but then having her execute it, she's like, "I'm going to roll around these, this piano and this these <laughs> chandelier bits. I'm going to stare at you
0: through. It's like, but it works. <laughs> yeah, I know these people are chasing me, but I know. But you know what? They're I've locked, got time to explore. <laughs> I've
1: locked them outside, and I've been. You know, I'm chained got, to my own desires. I'm safe now. <laughs>
0: I'm safe now. I can just be
1: erotic in my own boudoir as I put on a terrifying full face mask." <laughs> yeah (laughs) but no i'm proud of her this becomes i'm always so proud of any artist that finishes anything honestly and it becomes a a weird lateral thing especially the older i get i'm like wow they finished that that got budget that went on tour good job everyone like that's it becomes versus like this iconic thing that i'm studying over the years it's been like you know we're all freelance (laughs) we're all looking (laughs) we're looking to take a, a team or be in a team Taking turns being awesome. <laughs> so that's a perfect <laughs> yeah. example of that.
0: Um, well, that brings us to our next tour, which is the Rebel Heart Tour, which um, for me, I think the video screen stood out to me a little bit more in this tour than it did for MDNA or Sticky and Sweet. I, I say more because I, I feel like um, this is the start of her using the background screens as, as more like an immersive experience, which we'll get to Madame X in a minute. But I felt like the, um, you know, I'll just call out some, but like even with music and candy shop and material girl, it's like, it became part of uh, she stepped into the world and we are with her in the world that was created with these background screens um, versus you know, MDNA, where I felt like, yeah, sometimes they were quote unquote immersive, but at the same time, they still felt like background screens. Where, like, music, for example, you feel like she was in a nightclub, um, and candy shop. You feel like we're in a nightclub with her. Um, but I think even like with Body Shop, you felt like you were in a a body shop, as as corny as it 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 seems, uh, it still worked and it became it became part of the set. She started using the screens more as part of the set versus um, them just supporting her as she stands in front of them and sings. The the first one, of course, that stands out is the opening because it's her in the Oscar sooner or later dress. And uh, while I don't agree the partnership with uh, Mike Tyson, uh, you know, it works for what she was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is iconic,
1: after all. Um, yeah, yeah that, that intro, the idea, we're just coming off of that Love Revolution film, I would say, between right. those yes. tours. So we have all that footage where she is full on um, with bangs and noir and prison and being torn out of you know jails. And we're going to get gritty again. This is your first time since ecstatic process that you really get that dirty future again. You got Mike Tyson in a cage or Kate in front of something, but then you have Madonna fully caged, and yes. she's in the sooner or later fur, and she's going to get basically bludgeoned. As you continue to look at these screens, it's a revolution forming. Follow me. Are you with me? And then there's like this image of many Marilyn Monroes that are chained together mm-hmm. and/or walking with chains. The whole. I would say Rebel Heart alone is the most saturated with overlapping graphics, overlapping concepts. So we're not just in a cage, we're, you know, rising up in a very dirty like, way that she is, in a way, she is telling us that she's Joan of Arc. She is leading the brigade and she's taking that gasp and, are you with me? Like, these questions that we're saying of course (laughs) but I mean like we are going with her she's taking it very seriously today and we're just about to go into something like bitch on Madonna like so it's like we understand that it's like tongue-in-cheek and when it comes to bitch on Madonna there's not there's no way I can make the DVD or the actual you know downloadable version of this concert I can't separate the two because there's so much post-production and Mm -hmm. so many Japanese things occurring where you've got these cool like Harajuku graphics in the foreground, letters zooming past people, hard fans, you know, like the the song can take it, but it is pushing it into a world of just arts and crafts on right with a high budget, and the idea of going off of this revolution that's dirty with chain Maryland's into pop. Now it's time for Harajuku Army to let you know that I'm a Madon- I'm Madonna, <laughs> so yeah. being told off by this amazing quartet of female dancers, once again, um, that are very sharp, uh, broken, dissonant, but at the same time, isolation and sharp. They make you Mm -hmm. wanna keep your eyes on the page, just like they would for um, the interlude in um, Living for Love. There's that little dance break where the, the same dancers come in and do this extremely sharp and Madonna can of course hold her own, which is beautiful.
0: She always does.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she always does. Yeah, I know the whole um dress you, the dress you up segment. The lot yes. Of the money, it's so it goes from a very general Latin concept into addressing all different cultures into Mexico, and these right. colors and these extra things because we're about to go. Into the very last segment, which would be Art Deco of all amazing things yes. that she's about to annihilate. <laughs> like um, but we're gonna start with the Illuminati. So it's gonna go away. Yep. The, the Illuminati segments we're gonna we're gonna leave Mexico and Dios de los Muertos and the rotating skulls, and we're gonna just allow a couple of people with top hats and canes in. But we don't realize that after Illuminati segment is over, that she's gonna come out as a 1920s, roaring twenties. Celebrity and right go into material girl what with all the men
0: the 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 slow intro into music yes 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 the
1: marquise the bijou Broadway you know all these references and it's the digital um, traveling of those screens mm-hmm. specifically in that deco or even the illuminati segment with you know you've got a ton of great choreography going on these death-defying, you know, mm-hmm. dancers that hang over the audience and somehow do not ever go into the audience, but, but confidently connect, you know. But then it's slowly reassembling from that song into this marquee, this bra- this 1920s brawl that yes. we don't really see since Dick Tracy, these kind of tones in her work. And she's stunning in this nonstop, beautiful, glitzy piece of wardrobe that she has.
0: And I like how she works in kind of like music and candy shop and material girl, like all together in the same theme. Yes. Cause it's not, you know, you think you hear, you hear these songs and they couldn't sound more different than each other, but then you see it put together with the back screen footage and you see it put together with the costumes and the choreography and it works like you, you don't even question whether or not they're part of the same quote unquote era You know it's it's just there and she's presenting it to you and you get it and you understand it you don't i mean that's her way of doing things she she finds and curates the best talent and she puts it all together and she signs off on it and i'm sure i would imagine that you know it probably went through a couple iterations of different either different songs or different back screen footage and i love how it all just comes together also as a performer,
1: you have to be ready to go into that. You can green light that all mm-hmm. you want. But she is known to ride her dancers. I mean, especially in the ending segments. If you look at Drown World, that final, you know, song where they do all those jumps, you know, and then you'll yes. have even, you know, all of them sticky and in sweet, intense amount of work at the very end. And even this, when you go into the the finale of your of your um Rebel Heart, it is show-stopping. And I've always I've said that yeah. this is the most saturated visually, graphic, and it's the most show-stopping, it's the most show business she's ever, especially the end. with You have yeah. Material Girl, and she pays homage to the real, if you were gonna reinvent Material Girl, and you're like, let's just put all the men back from the original video, and then yeah. have me be bracketed by them, which is paying homage, of course, to Mel Monroe. So it's, like, it's nice to have her back, because the beginning of the tour, we have her and sooner or later, the sooner or later outfit, which is an homage to Marilyn Monroe. So I like that we have Marilyn go back to the end in some indirect way. And it's it's so clean and easy for all of us to study as visual artists or participants
0: in her world. Yep. And then I also want to point out during, when she performs Rebel Heart the song, uh, she did something that she's never done before, which integrated fan artwork. Into the back screen screen footage. So um, I guess I totally missed this. If there was an email or a call out. But uh, apparently there was a request like, hey, send me your fan art. Um, And she used it as the back screen footage. Which, you know, as a fan to see your artwork be used for however many cities she did. Used for every show. Amazing. So special
1: and it what's it, it's also one of those main things. What's in it for me? Well, maybe tonight they'll play my work. Or what's in it for right. me? I get to see all the American Life uh video. Or what's in it yeah. for me? Maybe she'll sing um Into the Groove. It, it's special and I and she knows what she's doing. And there's enough people that are saying no to her, as many as are saying yes to her. I believe right. that you know and she has the people that says, be real with me, I'm Detroit, be real with me, I'm New York, you know, and we're all like how. How much of an homage should we pay to someone, you know? And unlike someone like a Michael Jackson or a Prince, which was surrounded by a lot of people that, you know, enabled. Madonna's probably around a lot of people that's basically smacked down her ideas, but she has to get their respect. I mean, right. she, no, they have to have her respect in order for her to do that. So someone like a Stephen Klein or a Gaio Siri, for those people to mm-hmm. stay, or a Liz Rosenberg, to stay in as long as they do or did, those are people that Madonna respects and right. we we and i am happy to fund them.
0: <laughs> it's true. Well, as we move into Madam X, we get what is i feel like the way that this show or this tour was presented was a, in a smaller scale, but i think it was done in a very smart way where it became more of an immersive experience. The the background screen wasn't so much background screen but it was part of the stage because it would be projected onto the set pieces that were there so either a recreation of the photo club or it was um and we talked about this a little bit but like the hand movements that go around while she's performing human nature and the flick um so everything was choreographed with these background screens that were moving along with integrating it into like the set. And I think it was a very smart choice for her to do when she's doing something on a, such a smaller scale that she's got to do something that we haven't seen before. And it reminds me more of like performance art when if you've ever seen like a performance art at a you know university or something, like it reminded me so much of that where it it's almost like getting back to her roots. Like I know my limitations of the set size and choreography that I'll be able to do. And this was sort of like this perfect blend of how how to do that on a smaller scale for someone as big as Madonna.
1: It was her first show where we were not allowed to use our cell phones too. So right? yeah. you know, specific to nothing stands between me and, your, and, and you tonight. Like the, even you could believe it too. Like, you know what, just, just focus on the performance, focus on the visuals. You know, when it, and it came to them supporting something like Madame X, it's all about that typewriter. So as soon as you hear those strikes, you're, it's almost mimicking like a, a ricochet throughout the entire right. theater. Smart to show it in the or not, Smart of her to perform in theaters like that. Um, yeah. Because she, she's good. She's good. And we, I was front row mezzanine or first balcony here in LA at the Wiltern Theater. And it was so accessible. She talked to the group a lot. Her interludes didn't need to happen because she was using instead, getting a drink of water out of some sort of flask, but then Q&A and definitely a Polaroid or two. So it's this whole, once again, access to more of a a cabaret singer or a a one night only with. Um, Mm -hmm. Smart move. Uh, There's a show that's been running for, I've seen, I think since 06, but in Vegas, Mm Zoomanity. So, Zumanity has this up close and personal cabaret kind of feeling, and there's enough of that need to how close can I get to the real person? And then, of course, you have a whole like uh, uh, a whole choir, you have a whole bunch of extra dancers, contortionists, um, live musicians on the stage. So, yes, I'm here for every segment. But like, just like and this is a stretch, but just like the moment for gang bang in for that uh, segment for that concert. This was an immersive, smaller environment. Right, once yeah. It's again, all eyes, all eyes are gonna be, if you are been thrown into the circle, about to sing, about the circle prison, about to sing Human Nature, we're gonna look at that and then all the visuals of pointing to it? Yes. Come on, that's yep. so good. Because the th- scene that we just came out of was the entire god Control video, basically being projected. Yes. and then later on we're gonna use the whole thing for Manu- Luma. Uh and then but human nature becomes vector drawing so yeah the-
0: and I I think that's a that's something to, to point out is the um, the visuals for the background footage was to draw your attention to her versus in, in some of the previous tours it's it's mainly meant as a backdrop for her or um, something else to watch instead of her, which, you know, I did because I was mesmerized by the background, but by, by the back screen footage. But in this one, it was helping the performance along. It was making me pay more attention to her and what she's doing in her performance. Which again, it creates that immersive experience where it's like I can concentrate on everything that's happening at the same time. Which is harder to do when you're in a larger scale concert in an arena or a stadium, um, which I think was, it was very, is a very smart way of putting on a show in a, in a smaller scale. Um, now you got to pre pitch an idea to Madonna's team for Madam X. Yes. I did. tell me a little bit about that. What song was it for or performances? Was it for, and what was that process like? It was awesome. No matter what,
1: I'm. whenever I heard that there was budget opening up for another video coming up for the tour, I quickly called my amazing cousin in Greece. She represents several artists. Her name is uh, Christina Helena. She represents many things in life. And like me, she's a citizen of the world. And she goes, I got you. Let me represent you just for this one project. (laughs) So there was an agency I joined quickly called the Contour Agency. They were great. They put my page up, they put the press kit up, and the whole goal was to connect directly to Madonna's visual assistance in pre-production for the Madame X tour. The song I chose, Batuka, of all the songs, like this song can lend itself to visuals. Let me have Madonna in the center of the stage, sitting and or standing, and then have a spiral of vector art so similar to that of human nature, but in a traveling way, spin directly out of her head behind mm-hmm. her on the cyclorama. And it would match every lyric Twitty. The assistant replied back. Christina replied from Athens or from, Cor- she was in Corfu, Greece at the time. Back and forth. They're like, we like it. So the passes, once again, passing between the client and the graphic artist. I saw no obstacles. This was very easy because... I'm talking to another adult about art history, right? And this is a great way to approach Madonna because it's like, okay, she knows her painters. I know her painter. I know her painters. She knows some artists. I know some artists. So I thought of it like that. Um, it was calming grounding. I think I ultimately would have done. I looked at the files this morning. I think I did 21 versions of it and wow. they later on said, we've switched songs. The budget has gone elsewhere. And, a very beautiful letter back to me saying, um, maybe next time, basically. It was a glorified rejection, but I definitely did not take it like that. <laughs> it was nice to be in that. And my good friends uh, that are in the industry and have worked with her in different you know, remix videos specifically for Hollywood, the uh, human nature, they said, you have something specific to talk to her about when yeah. you work with her again. And I go, that's great. I also got feedback. I go, what was the, what was your favorite version of what we did for Batuka? And She goes, the second or third. I go, good. My instinct was spot on for the song, the artistic integrity, and I know the artist that I study. And ultimately, like uh, Tori Amos says, one day I just can't wait to make her a big plate of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, I would like that. I would love to say, hey, I pitched a screen to you. Remember any of these drawings? So it would, be, it would, it would. I'm calm. The more, the larger the arena appears the calmer I get just like Madonna who's rehearsed it 1000 times.
0: That's incredible though. I'm grateful. You have an experience that's very unique to not only your passion, but your skill and your talent. Yes. And And when I saw
1: Batuka performed, I was like, they nailed it. You got the all, you got this amazing love attribute, you know, Mm -hmm. coming together, you know, you got the seashore. so when he, when I saw Batuka and the amount of cinema they had added to that song, um, Great direction, you know. I, there is no; it's the exact opposite. I, I pitched a very long running spiral out of the back of someone's head, almost on the lines of um, White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Yes. So a continuous motion and or uh. suspended graphic was really kind of the visual, um, which I could continuously plug and play throughout the entire song, depending on the editor note. But they went nature home army of love, you know, like, so they, they went with like a more of a, tr- a tribal family, which of course she was, you know, those are her um, touchstones during the time with her Lisbon and Portugal era that we know her for.
0: Well, I'd love to see it sometime.
1: Yes. I'll Also during this show, during the, um, during the Madame X show, I think one of the only traditional background items we get would be when Lourdes performs for yes. Frozen. Yes, this people is weren't cinematic, expecting that. It's full stage. It's the only thing left from the beginning of our conversation today where you just have a large dancer or a large image going on behind Madonna. And that will always be part of her trope, no matter how big or small she gets.
0: Yeah, and well, I think that's that was one of the things that fans weren't expecting to see because we see this dancer in the beginning, but they don't show her face yet. Um, and then when they showed her face, like, the theater goes ape and everyone just you know loses it and starts screaming, <laughs> um, which I thought was a, a very nice way of including your family in your work. Previous to that, Madonna has you have used her children in previous performances, just here and there, like when Rocco was on stage for um, Celebration for the M D N A tour, uh, or Gordus when she through flower petals at the MTV performance with um, Brittany and Christina. And then uh, she had her children come out on stage for Madam X too, which I always thought was quite hilarious just because like girl it's one o'clock in the morning because you didn't go on stage until like an hour ago and right. <laughs> get these kids to bed please <laughs> but, They're probably jet lagged from travel anyway so yeah their their time is all yeah. messed up um but I, I thought this was a good like art piece too because you know her her daughter is Lortis is now a performer um she has And is it a full album or like an EP of music out? Um, She has videos out now. Uh, So, you know, and she does a lot of modeling work. So she has made her own success. And I'm sure her mother's name has absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She is not an EPO baby, Um, (laughs) but she is. I I, I mean, you have to face facts of like, yeah, she she's the daughter of Madonna, of course, we're going to give her an opportunity to present to us and but I don't feel that, um, you know, she's skirting her way through her, her mother's name. She's got something to offer. And I think people see that. I agree. Um, I She's also put in the work as a
1: dancer. I think she, yeah. whether she's inherited it, or she's sharpened it, I think she comes to us as a, a good sign of the times. Be a well-rounded performer, see where your audience is, and mm-hmm. definitely get to work. Like she has the, the original ethic of, you know, of a Madonna in there and she yeah. seems user friendly and approachable. I know Rocco is also another entity that I would love to see. And I he has I think he had an art show in London. I was just mm-hmm. there in August, but I think it went up in October. I don't know, but I would love to see his work. Because for everything that she might be performance-wise, Lourdes, he might be visual. And right. da- yeah. having Madonna to talk about art with would be a yeah. phenomenal thing to grow up with from the very beginning. So,
0: And I think that also um, goes back to her her using her family when it's appropriate. You know, Joe Henry, the duets with Joe Henry. And, of course, Chris Shaccone being her art director for bond admission and girly show um, and doing the artwork for the remixed prayers. So I think that when she sees talent, regardless if it's her family or not, she's going to acknowledge it and want to incorporate it into her art, especially since she has easy access to that talent. (laughs) She doesn't have to pay him as much (laughs) (laughs) or pay them at all. According to Chris. What is it called? It's called um, Exposure. That
1: was popular back yeah. in the 90s when I would say, yeah. hey, do you want a photo shoot? They're like, well, I don't have anything for you, but I got you Exposure. I go, wait, so I'm graduating art school with hope of being paid? Like, I want to be big in New York. Or I want to be big in Tokyo. You yeah. want me to work for nothing? No. Yeah. We don't play that. I'm nice, but I'm not free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. You know what now, I mean? Yeah. Now, what do you... Now that we have a new tour coming up, yes. first question, do you have tickets? And second question, what do you what do you think we'll get as far as background screen-wise? I have tickets. I bought
1: them um, in January or February of this year. We have floor tickets. Um, nice. I am section six, row one. Um, I plan to buy January tickets here in Los Angeles because there's no reason... That a single celebrity like Madonna would ever come back to another city again, also a different venue. She is going to perform in DTLA in September, but she's going to perform near closer to LAX in January. But I did not buy those tickets yet. What do I want to see? Well, let's do our songs real quick. These are the songs that I need. Oh, okay. Everybody. Okay. Bedtime Story. Crazy for you. What do I expect visually? Can we just do it in order? I would love to do a segment of the 80s, a segment of the 90s, a segment of the O's, a segment of the teens, and then post-quarantine. I would love to go in order. I mean, It would be nice just to know that you're going to end with Vogue and that represents 90. And they're going to end with music and that represents OO. End with Celebration, that means you're done with 10. You know, and then... The killers who are partying or whatever they want to do at the, at the very end. But I wanna control. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 go more. She's getting great at surprising us, but in terms of screens, hmm. We've done holograms with her when it came to Hung Up back in the O's, and then with Maluma, all of the versions of Madame X at once. Because <laughs> we're not used to having a Madonna put all of our looks on stage at once. It's usually going through several looks within an arc or right. a campaign of an yep. album. But imagine if we had all versions of bedtime stories um, at once. I oh, want yeah. to do. I would like her to do Take a Bow. I think starting it with everybody and ending it with, it has to be a call to action. I guess it's supposed to be like a prayer, express
0: right? Like, I don't know. Like don't, a prayer, express yourself. I don't
1: know. I think express but yourself uh, is a call to action. You're right.
0: I was... What do you think? I was sort of thinking that too, like like she did with Finally Enough Love, at least on the, the, um, the 16-track album, where they did the 80s on one side, the 90s on side two, 2000s or the aughts on side three, and then beyond. On side four, so uh, I would be interested to know if she's interested in doing something like that, where it is broken up into you know four, maybe five seg- segments where she does something like that, but also at the same time I do like the idea of mixing things up and creating kind of like this, this new segment uh, that would represent a collection of songs throughout the years in each section of the show as far as background screens um uh i don't i'm wondering if we're going to get some weird background visual similar to what she started to use with the promotion of the album where it's like these distorted views of her older images i am almost certain that we're going to get something from the italian vanity fair used as like a background screen for some segment of some song (laughs) i just don't know what it is yet um but i don't know, maybe like a prayer maybe it'll be used for that that would be really cool as far as like song choices i don't know i feel like no matter what i choose either she's not going to do it or it's never going to live up to the expectations of how i imagine it so i'm just really interested to see okay just show me what you got and I am sure I will love it regardless. I'll either love it or I hate it. I'm usually not so much in between uh, in more recent tours. It's either I really like it or I could do without.
1: Well, I can't afford to hate it because for me, (laughs) I I, I don't do it. My dad trained me in a strange way. He says, never criticize anything you can't do. And I cannot... I I like dancing, but I can't do it again. (laughs) Like I cannot repeat what I just did, (laughs) and I definitely do not want to see your videotape the next day about it. Like for me, (laughs) though, like I have to see what's working as a true romantic, a a romanticized. I don't know. It's the opposite of worrying. I would say for every moment you worry, it's you could do just as delusional. You can romanticize, and I really live in the heart of Hollywood and just love it, even though it's like real sketchy down there, you know. for me, I have to love it because if she is like going to, you know, lead, okay, so American Life album, I always thought should have been started with the song Hollywood. That should have been the Frozen. That should have been the secret. That should, I mean, mm-hmm. that should have been the main song, Hollywood because she has all those looks and then we can get to American Life maybe as a final piece, but she started mm-hmm. American Life and it was the first time that I was like, oh no, this very expensive star that I've only known, you know, I've been studying for at that time, about 10 years from 94 onward. Um, I was like, Oh no, she messed up. This really expensive videos now off right. the market yeah. because of what she's doing. But you know, we're always in the light defense of her too, because yeah. it's the world is seeing these, you know, plastic surgery faces we were talking about. But at the end of the day, we've seen that since about 15 ish, 2015, 2014. Yeah. And then it goes away. I mean, last year she did the AI question, seventy some questions with the AI voice on the back of her farm, and she looks beautiful. So right. if anything, she's they incredible. go they go down, people. They go down.
0: <laughs> but hopefully, she's don't get hung up uh. on uh, the way she looks. <laughs> no, because she's gonna look. At, she's gonna she's gonna kill it during the tour. And I I'm gonna when I'm too. there, of course, I'm like all in it. I think my fear also is more of her shortening songs so Mm. her trying to fit in a very janet jackson-esque way um of doing like a verse and a chorus okay right to the next song okay right to the next song and i don't i kind of like the songs to breathe and me to take in the fact that she's doing like a hit that i haven't heard her sing live in many years versus like oh it's it's over okay um it's more of like that when i start to get disappointed because she's done that a couple times with a couple songs i think she did it with um papa don't preach and mdna where she only does like a small portion of it and then it's over and And wait where's the rest of it or she does vogue she has cut out the bridge and i'm like wait i need the
1: bridge (laughs) i remember i like that you say that because you care about the whole the musicality of the entire thing yeah you know, you have like express yourself with horns, without horns. You know, you have there's mm-hmm. certain things that have occurred throughout when the music video version comes out. That's not at all like this. Or, I mean, even what it feels like for a girl. Nothing like that. I mean, it's a remix version they chose for the video. You right. know, you know yeah. um, with Guy Ritchie's video. And that's a spot on video. Unlike yeah. anything from music. I think impressive instant would be nice to see. I like I'm addicted. Like I want as much ravey. You mm-hmm. know, I want, I want that. I want deeper and deeper for sure as disco as you can make it. I would love bad girl. Where the hell did bad yes. girl go? I know.
0: You know? Well, that was the other thing too. Cause when you mentioned express yourself with the horns, yeah. I would love to see her do like the album or seven inch version of express yourself with like live horns and do it. I don't know, Vegas style and maybe do a section of the tour. That's that's like that where it's just like all horns Super like jazzy, but still house, and just it just blow us away with something different that she's never done before.
1: Also, the amount of strings she's used in her career, we had we had a lot during something to remember. But remember, mm-hmm. she's a ballad goddess when it comes to yeah. teaming up, having the you know everything. I would love to have a segment of just strings. You have you have take a bow, love don't live here anymore. I'll remember would be great. You can do that. I mean, there's different versions. She could even versions. do Bad Girl. I want you. Because the strings.
0: extended version of Bad Girl starts out with, well, it's like, it's more of a synthesizer, but um, I believe it's synthesizer. But on the extended version, that could be turned into a, a string arrangement.
1: Yeah, and then you have incredible. About, is it Messiah? Or is it Masterpiece? Frozen? Like there's... Yep. You know, we could, I think a string segment, if we're not going to go in order, like 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 I want us to, like if right. we're not going to start with eighty two,
0: <laughs>
1: then let's just let's just have a segment be all electronic or futurism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: spiritual. We can talk about the wars of the world, the atrocities of the world, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we can definitely get into more like hardcore dance. Because remember, yeah. the thing about especially during Sticky and Sweet, we're reminded once again she's from the Lower East Side. You know, she has, yeah. she's a boy toy, you know, she's had all this you know, graffiti tagging. Like when I was watching those segments, bring in the, bring in the New Yorkers, bring in the, like this 1979 to 1982 break dancers, yeah. you know, and for yeah. a segment, then bring in anything involving the tango, because we're all, we're not going to get out of that room without hearing La lot. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your castanets and talk to you. Talk to us about San Pedro, the whole song like you do, but let's get on. You know, (laughs) there's songs that she sings that she loves more than her other ones. You know, of
0: course. Yeah. Because they're staples. And we know that now. We know that we're going to walk into that room and we're going to hear, if not one of three, if not all three, La Isla, Human Nature, and Candy Shop.
1: I know of all things candy shop.
0: <laughs> and if we're lucky holiday. Yeah, if we're
1: lucky holiday. I would like to hear, I mean, physical attraction, rescue yes. me. Yes. I mean, give I mean Thief of Hearts has some shattering moments in it. I think, um, oh, goodbye to innocence. Mmm. Wouldn't that be nice?
0: Yeah, uh, what's what's the Easter egg she's gonna give us in the knows? store? I think it's the
1: hmm. Oh, question. Secret Garden. I think Secret Garden would be a good screen. I'll be very available to pitch that 37 times if he, she needs. Um, yeah, Secret Garden would be beautiful.
0: Um, Do you know if, it, like, have you heard through either your networks or anything that she's looking right now for background screen artists? You know,
1: I don't hit send. I hit send on the truth. So no matter what, before I send an email, I always provide an option. And I have reached out um, I reached out in December and in March, specifically for Celebration Tour. I believe they've already cast everyone. If they're going live on Bastille Day or mid-July, I mm-hmm. think I missed the boat on this one. But you never know. Um, right. I also check my junk mail. Like, I, I literally will not ever be leveraging. I will not be hustling. I will sit back and wait. For instance, something like the um, Rebel Heart fan art thing, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to enter. I would like to now. I would rather be a lateral artist, an adult to an adult, versus I hope I make it one day. Right. Instead, I want to be just a collaborator in the team that is a guest star. I don't need to be on the inside of anything for long. Um, you know at the end of the day, it's just nice to know that other working artists, as their teams expand my ancestors are here for me and they'll push me to, as I say, don't be too desperate. <laughs> don't, don't hit send yet. You know, like, Take, take it down a paragraph bow, you know, <laughs> but I like, I like my thoughts, but some editing is always a good, good thing from a good friend. All right. Um, yeah. But no, I think I missed the vote on this one, but I'm, I'm ready to set sail <laughs> for sure and, and be wowed because I'm sitting on the, it would be stage right uh, runway. So I'm at the front row of the stage right runway. So ultimately where she would have done like a Virgin in Confessions on the, mm-hmm. so that that yeah. area. Um, and I'm going to be, it's going to be me, a big old trough <laughs> where people can walk, a, sec- a whole bunch of security, and then it's going to be her. So yeah. I would like Madonna to sing to me, Crazy for You. I think that's the ultimate song because we love a good ballad. Um, I love the note that she holds in it.
0: Yeah. Well, here's hoping. Here's
1: hoping. <laughs>
0: Crazy for you. Well Beauregard, this has been a delight. It's been fun. It's been great to talk about background screens because, you know, usually when I talk about tours, it's really about the performance. But this this is a little bit interesting where we talk about like what's happening behind the scenes, so to speak, and what happens uh, integratively through a performance. So this has been really fun. I enjoyed having you here today. Thank you so much, Wayne. I really appreciate you having me on. This has been great. Where can people say hi to you or find some of your work? Instagram,
1: uh, the Von thevonhoffman. So it's T-H-E-V-O-N-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, you can absolutely DM me. Um, I love what I do and I do it a lot. Um, my website also, I've had the, the domain since, um, 0405, and it's thevonhoffman.com. T-H-E-V-O-N-H-O-F-F-M-A-N dot C-O-M. Um, it's, a, it's a selection of my work. You can click on film, you can click on posters. It's a smorgasbord of, of things that have either been exhibited, pitched, um, delightfully funded, um, and or shown internationally, which I'm really, really
0: proud of. Is Batuka included in there? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Is it not allowed?
1: I don't think for so. For
0: copyright reasons. I don't or think so. Or is it something you want to keep close to yourself? It's... it's
1: something that I can probably pull from for future projects for other singers or artists that I work with. Um, yeah, so at the end of the day, it's not it's officially still owned by me. Um, the entire pitch deck and all all of its high resolution. And I, I like where it's at and I like to, you know, I'll probably revisit it probably in other yeah. cinematic journeys that I do. But it would probably show up in my the film tab of the von Hoffman.com, so
0: nice well go check out von hoffman everyone uh again thank you again for for coming on the show and talking through it it's been fun thank you so much all right thank you bye bye Please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the Madonna Get Together on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And be sure to follow on Instagram at Madonna MadonnaGetTogether. Until then, my beautiful strangers.